The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the man. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Welcome to Double Oz 7 for our seventh Double Oz 7 best of ever, as we are covering the best of the Daniel Craig recaps. The longest era in James Bond history, 2006 to 2021, all of the five Daniel Craig films, as you're going to hear our best of our semi best ofs and our subpar moments from one of the best and most recent eras of James Bond, the one that predated the Idris Elba era. So get ready to listen to all of the most hilarious moments from Cena Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and of course, No Time to Die. We have Mr. White. He's talking to the Ugandan. Um, is that what they called Ugandans? And we, he introduces him to Lashif, who offers banking services to freedom fighters. Um, we have Lashif, and he's on the phone, and he invests in Skyfleet stocks. I bet you that won't play a part later on in the film. Um, and what does the guy on the other end say? He says something like, You're betting against uh, the market. Yes, yeah. Well, um, Mm, I wonder what's going on there. Then we cut to Colin. Madagascar. Um, Madagascar! <laughs> ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, wrong movie. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. It's shit. Don't, don't play watch it. it. I won't. And we've got some snake fighting. Uh, VJ's back, it seems. Um, is the snake fighting a possum? I couldn't identify the animal. I thought this was like... I don't know. I thought this is what attacks Noah when he's in his shed. Yeah. But isn't that Mystery the throwback to Roger Moore? Like, oh, and I didn't even have a mongoose. Don't think this is a throwback to Roger Moore, this scene in Madagascar. Um, I don't know. We'll get the snake on for an interview and we'll ask it. Um, we have, we're introduced to Carter, um, best ally ever, Carter, who... Holds his ear when he talks to people on a Bluetooth um, who's mixing in, which, let's just face it, um, Bond and Carter kind of do stand out here already, as it is, um, for obvious reasons, based on skin colour. I was going to say, just because they're a bit shorter than everyone else. Well, I didn't measure the height. That was a, that um, was a rush hour joke. Well, no one got it. Um, Wait, what was the joke again? <laughs> You know, in rush hour, when they're like in the in Chinatown or something like that, and Chris Chris Tucker's like, I can't fit in here. I'm three foot taller than everyone else. Because clearly, because he's black and everyone's Asian. But never. I've mind. seen rush hour, but I don't feel like that's the famous I quote just, from rush hour or anything. Yeah, I remember the one where he takes him to Chinatown. And he's like, maybe you'll see one of your cousins around here. You put your own shit yeah. in the back. Um. So Carter screws up. I love that movie. Screw you, Carter. Um. And 
Is it just me? Carter or was in we... rush hour. Now I get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know if Ben was going for that joke, was he? Um, yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I was. Before he goes there, Bond has a bit of a stop off at M's house. Um, and we later see M's husband in this film, or at least M's one night stand or something. Where was he? Like, was he out Doesn't having he, dinner? Isn't or... he dead in Skyfall? Doesn't she say in Skyfall, like, my late husband? <laughs> like, dumb. what happened? Why is he dead? <laughs> Maybe Bond killed him in this scene when, uh, <laughs> like, where is he? Where is M's hubby? Um,. So either that or he's just got like, uh, what's it called? He's narcoleptic. Em's <laughs> husband is always asleep in that bed. Or he maybe he's dead up. in that scene. And like... Yeah. Oh, that's dark. Uh, that's very dark. <laughs> he's just, he's been dead for 10 years. He just sleeps next to his dead body. <laughs> you can't give him up. I love you, Philip. I will never bury you. <laughs> Christ, I missed the Cold War when you that's were alive. That's why she says it, because he's died in the Cold War. <laughs> wow, this film's turned very dark. But Philip was alive Jeez. in the Cold War. <laughs> Mr. M has been dead all this time. Um, or maybe it's Ray Fiennes. Um, <laughs> uh, so Ray Bond, yeah, Bond is at M's house or apartment or wherever, which I think this is the first, isn't it? We never got inside Bernard Lee's house. Um, <laughs> we, we, we never saw like Bernard Lee sleeping next to Judy Dench. <laughs> Ray Fiennes. Um, <laughs> right, I missed the Cold War. <laughs> Mildred, I missed the Cold War, even though I died during Christ, it. Christ, I anyway. missed the First World War. <laughs> In the old days, an agent would have the right mind to defect. Oh, Christ, I, Christ, missed, I missed the Boer War. <laughs> Christ, I missed the Roman Army Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is Bernard Lee in bed next to Judy Dench. Dead. That's well, yeah. Um, we established that. Let's move on. Maybe it's Robert <laughs> Brown. This is getting sad. When did he? Is he? Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead isn't All he? the ends are dead except for Judy. Well, in the movie she is, but the actor's not. Well, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Please don't die, Judy, before we release this. We're not going over this again. Yeah, at least she'll die with short hair. Um, I just, I just don't like Solange. Like, go away, just fuck off. Um, Can you tell us why though? Yeah, she's strange and annoying. Strange? What's strange about her? I don't know. She's like married and just like hooking up. She's hot. She's not hot. I'd rather Daniel Craig. She is. No, I don't. I don't see it. Um, and yet... Colin, what's your stand? <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, No, I don't know what Ben's talking about. He's so fascinated by the bare-chested Daniel Craig. He's blinded here. You could great cheese off it. Slug's <laughs> not hot. Um... <laughs> um... Shit, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the the M in bed scene with her husband, and doesn't he like? Does he make like a mm, noise at like one point? And I, I fucking, I've always loved that computer that she has just next to her bed, like that just happens to be, you know, connected into seeing what Bond is doing. That's probably the closest to the old films we get in this entire. Film. What? Why? Why does don't they do anything to to stop 
Bond. Like, I love it when they're like going, oh, he's logged in under your account. And she's like, how the bloody hell does he do that? Like, <laughs> why don't they stop him? Like, why are they just letting him go? Like, why do they need Q in two films? Look at all the things Bond can do with a computer. <laughs> he can break into M's house. He can do this. He can do that. Um, Surely they have a quit mode where they can just stop him straight away. This is MI freaking C. The whole doing it on the floor bit and she's about to, like, give him a blowy. Um, what is, what's the, the line that she says or something like that? Like when he's like, oh, can I ask you something personal? And she's like, well, now seems to be an appropriate time. Like they need to re-edit that. She's like, got it in his head, got it in her hand. Like, you know, it's just unzipped and it's like, oh, there we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) this is the reaper. That's good. I don't know what I'm saying. Um... Yeah. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Ben's turning into a small toad right now. <laughs> I snorted in the last episode, so it's just coming back. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to add. I've, I've covered everything. Whatever. Go. I'll talk about the Ocean Club here really quickly. Maybe I'll get a chance to get the video up. But like I said, we showed the video for Thunderball, a location I got to. And I wanted to see the Ocean Club, and I think it was our second day in the Bahamas, we we found the Ocean Club, and you can't even walk into this parking lot. They have a guard right at the gate, and he was telling us, no, you have to be a member to come in here, and I, I offered him 50 bucks to let me tie my shoe in the parking lot so I could be Daniel Craig or to just stand by where he crashed the car, and the guy wouldn't accept 50 bucks. So And Colin's been working up. as a valet ever since. <laughs> You could have gone to jail for, like, bribing a Bahamian official or something like that. Well, on the plus side, the managers of the Ocean Club now are going to promote that guy at the gate for turning down 50 bucks to allow a guy to tie his shoes You have to offer him at least $51, Colin. Jesus, don't you know how it works in the Bahamas? (laughs) Was it 15 Bahaman dollars? Yeah, which is identical to 50 American dollars because their currency is equivalent. Canadian money, Colin. Canadian money. At the time, Canadian money was worth more, so he should have been willing to accept it. Let's get an interview with this guy, and we could like yeah. order him. No, you must be member to interview me. Well, I'm going to say something about that. Fifty bucks. This just shows. I don't know, understand how Bond was able to walk in there and just book a room because we were on the beach, and the beach is shared. Every single hotel, this house wouldn't even exist there because the entire this is beach. The guy with the private plane, Colin. But the entire beach is all hotels, and you can go anywhere on this beach. It it takes you an hour to walk across the entire beach of Paradise Island. And when we were in front of the Ocean Club section of this beach, we had one of their lifeguards tell us, you can swim in the water, but you can't be on the beach here unless you're a member. (laughs) So they're so exclusive that they told us, you can go into the water. You can't do anything in this country. Yeah, but they're like, but you're going to have to move about 50 feet that way. (laughs) You're going to be... I got a picture ticket with a hotel behind. What about 50 bucks? Yeah. Very exclusive, the Ocean Club. Um, and the ocean. <laughs> and the, o- well, the ocean was fine. It was the just, freaking ocean? It was the ocean was fine. It was that you can't be on the sand. So the second you set foot on so the you sand. you were stuck in the ocean. So you're drowning. <laughs> Sir, help me. Are you a member? <laughs> what about 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most exclusive place in the Bahamas. So James Bond's doing well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get into the movie now that I've talked about the geography. I missed some sweet fifty bucks. 
Um, you were talking about inconsistencies. How many white people are working there? Because wouldn't the valet people be like Pinder and stuff like that? For the most part, yeah. I think the entire time we were in the Bahamas, we saw maybe three or four white people. Like there, they are whites who live there, but yeah, it's it's such a small minority that it, it it is a little bit unusual that they have them there. But only in the exclusive club. That's right. The exclusive ones hire the white people. Racist That's their Chinese. segregation. <laughs> Although I will say that guard at the gate was not white. So uh, the white people, this this lady at the desk who's making all the exceptions, she's the problem. <laughs> Kick the white people out of the ocean club. <laughs> Let's then we can all swim in those. <laughs> Jeez, we should email them. Send them send the president of the Bahamas an email. With Tell him to kick the whites out. Uh, Start it okay. at GoFundMe or a change.org. To raise fifty bucks. Uh, oh. <laughs> Get me through the gate. I wanna raise fifty one dollars to give to the car at <laughs> the Bahamas. <laughs> Bond goes to the bar, vodka martini, shaking off the shaking off the head. Do I look like I give a damn? Uh, great, great line. I love that. <laughs> the barman to be like, well, I thought I'm just asking. Don't it be mean. <laughs> it's just a question. How am I supposed to know? What if he asked him, would you like the fruit, sir? <laughs> yeah. The other guy didn't want the fruit. What's your opinion on fruit? Um, we have a lot of leftover fruit here if you want to just eat some. Yeah, but... If I was a bartender, <laughs> we got one spare serving of fruit. Um, <laughs> we need to get rid of it. A... We can't just let it sitting out. Like, we paid money for this. I Some American jerk you. staying on the fourth floor tossed his fruit basket out the window. It's all gone to waste. Fruit is very rare. We can't just let it waste. Yeah, Felix's cholesterol must be high. Um, <laughs> Felix just likes potato cakes and fish and chips or something. Um, <laughs> If if I was that bartender, I would not serve this guy. Just think of this scenario. Can I have a drink? What would you like? Do I look like I give a damn? Well, sir, can you please tell me what you'd like? Because I have to serve you and I can't just make up your drink for you. So please tell me. Like, No, I would refuse to serve that guy. What a douchebag. I would hate that. A, what if we had a callback to License to Kill there where he does the miming like Pam did? Shaken! Not yeah. stirred. <laughs> or um, we need Felix. Do I look like I give a damn? And then he gets a fruit drink. Like, well, I said, do I look like I give a damn? But I didn't want fruit. He just brings How him a bowl you? of grapes and cherries just to mess with him. <laughs> Jeez, what's Felix and fruit? Um, well, speaking of Felix, Bond meets Felix for the first proper time. Uh, I'm the brother from Langley. Um, which you joked about the ba- uh, Batman, but Felix... Only whispers in this film. <laughs> he likes to whisper. Um, maybe Felix's whisper, perhaps. I don't know. What was um, that? <laughs> I have one of those drinks too. What? I'm the fruit. fruit. I'm like, what? Fruit. <laughs> what was that? No, no fruit. fruit. More fruit? <laughs> no fruit. Toot toot. Oh, you want fruit. Toot <laughs> toot. <laughs> what boot? What about your boot? Oh, fruit! You want to play the flute? (laughs) That's just a ten-minute scene of them going back and forth. (laughs) All the action is done, pretty much, and it's just Bond in recovery and him falling in love with... Don't know what Ben's talking about, because it's clear that days or weeks have passed and we see montage of Bond and Vespa. We don't have all the time in the world. It's like two scenes of them. 
Well, it's, but it's two scenes over the course of like a month here. Clearly, yeah, that's how they've you already fall in love. fallen in love. Well, they've already flirted beforehand, oh, and now they've had these weeks. Love. Yep. Oh, you're the one who defended Kara Malovi turning and falling in love with Bond after riding a bumper car. Because we see Pam more Boobie of a development of their relationship, not two brief Where's... scenes over the course of all oh, these are meant to be months. Where's the development in Pam's relationship? They get in a bar fight and they're boning on a boat. They're not even on shore yet. Kara Malovi on a roller coaster. Oh, I fall in love with you. We've been on a fun fair together. Oh my God, Ben. Um... <laughs> for, for we the, have... Again, the twentieth, but not last time. Double R Seven apologizes for the views of Ben Waterworth. <laughs> Did anyone? I this is the first time I've ever picked it up. When he sends that email, and then you see it like comes up email set, and you get a really quick glimpse of James Bond's scent box. <laughs> <laughs> there is an email underneath that says stationary request. Stationary request. <laughs> Could you imagine James Bond like, dear MI6 stationary, I need a stapler. Dear money. <laughs> I need a pencil. Where are my blasted paper clips, money penny? <laughs> Sticky notes, where are they at? <laughs> It's just so I random. didn't notice that. That's hilarious. Yeah, look at it. So funny. Um... And then, like, red tube subscription. <laughs> Increase your penis size. I oh, can't use that. I've got no balls. <laughs> Ball replacement. <laughs> the scene always reminds me of, only Canadians will get the reference to this, but there's a very famous Canadian song called If Venice is Sinking mm. that I always have going through my head when this is going on. Oh, so. It's a great song. It's a great song. I will include it on the end just so you can hear it. It's such a good song. Way better Bond theme could have been than Die Another Day, but um, Spirit of the West, you need to do a Bond theme. I'll get you as close as you can at the end of this episode. Spirit of the West, what a great band. Amazing. Like, right up there with Fatty Esther, if you really have to compare. Oh, that's a stretch. I don't know. I don't know about that. But Spirit of the West, we we have some good... Shut up, I'm talking here. (laughs) This is why the episode's four hours long. Spirit of the Cell. This is the caddy column. There's a... Shut up. I just want to say right up front that even though the lead actors really don't shine in this movie, I think there are some smaller supporting roles, at least three small supporting roles that I absolutely love in this movie. And uh, I'm more excited. Three, yes. (laughs) There are three really strong supporting. I I too was thinking three. So, some of them I may be laughed at for loving. Some of them I might not. I can see I one. I hope you're counting M and Tanner. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not even counting the return. M, Tanner, and Felix. Well, there we go. Not, not, <laughs> yeah, but there, uh, some of them don't get enough to do in this. And I think at the same time, other some of the other supporting characters work just because they aren't given that much screen time. And you don't have a chance to get sick of them. But this will be an interesting one to talk about all around. Clearly, he's talking about Mitchell as one of them. I, I yeah. <laughs> and Italian man in the back. 
third from the left. And yes, Granny upset right. about losing her cherries. Lazenby's <laughs> cherries. Um, <laughs> yeah, if one of those supporting characters is Gregory Beam, then we really are having no, it is opinions. No, I'm not oh, kidding. No. Beam, I love Beam. <laughs> Mr. Beam. Wow, I knew we were going <laughs> to... I knew we were going to be having disagreements in this episode, but this is just going to be taken to a new level here. Um, if if you're going to be defending Gregory, Mr. Beam. Um, oh, it's Beam? I thought it was Bean. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gregory Bean. I honestly thought have you was honestly Mr. Been, Bean. Right, you've honestly been thinking Felix's boss was Mr. Bean for an hour and 45 minutes? I've written Bean in my notes. <laughs> That would be a better film. Get <laughs> Nigel Small Fawcett back for this film, and then I would like this. Jeez. Um, I'll continue not necessarily defending the movie, but defending it from being the worst ever, because uh, I don't think that this is any more dated than Tomorrow Never Dies graphics, and I definitely don't think that this is worse than The Man with the Golden Guns, nothing happening on screen or Moonraker's absurdity. Uh, Dancing Supermoon Girl on a spinny ball. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that one does, that one part does save Moonraker, even just for <laughs> Superwoman you know. flying through the sky. Um. But, like, there's so many bad ones uh, in, throughout the 80s, Octopussy, and even for your eyes only, the Shitty Easton one. This is not the worst ever. I don't think we need to go that far, but it is definitely the thing that bothers me the most about the title sequence is the overuse of bond bond you know pops up every once in a while in these things and it was handled really well in casino royale because we saw him doing the fight scene we saw him you know walking on screen in the end here it's just constantly all the sequence is is bond and sand dunes and bond is always aiming and as i'm watching this i'm wondering why is he aiming at these sand dunes? Like, if they had had a couple of villains in the There's background... some Sarlaccs, though. <laughs> Sarlacc from Return of the Jedi. That would be a good ending when we get to the end with what he does with Dominic Green. And if when we go to Spectre, we're going to have, like, the giant octopus. Like, it's okay to put things like that in there, but it's just... Bond aiming at sand dunes. Like, these sand dunes are really threatening Bond's life. I don't you know really why. really hate sand. A, you know, yeah, <laughs> the evil sand dudes were the better villains than Dominic Green. Uh, but yeah, that's I don't like it. sand; it's coarse, it gets rough, it's... it gets everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> Not like Bond here, everything sand. is soft and smooth. Hold me, uh, like you did on Naboo. <laughs> See, we're, we've we've got quotes from Attack of the Clones, and we're talking about Quantum of Solace. Oh. <laughs> oh, um. Hall of Fame definitely putting Geonosis in for this. <laughs> so we are now in um, this underground lair, um, still in Italy. Um, and we say hello to How Mitchell. do we know we're in Italy? <laughs> we haven't seen writing on the screen for a while. Um, we get a lot of talking to Mitchell at this point. I wonder why that will be. I wonder if Mitchell will play into this at any point. <laughs> Hello, Mitchell. Hello, Thanks, Mitchell. Mitchell. Good really... to see you, Mitchell. Been a long time, Mitchell. <laughs> Hello, Mitchell. They just like, needed, he's they needed... really gone up in the world. Mark, the thing I needed to put massive writing on the screen, saying, watch this character. He'll be important in a few minutes. Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> 
Um, but yes, uh, so they're interrogating Mr. White um, uh, about who he is, who he works for. <laughs> when, he's, when they say, you're going to tell us who you work for, is everyone just expecting him to go, Spectre? Um, <laughs> I do. Well, technically, well, he does, exactly. Um, I, I really do... This is one of the few bits I quite like in this film um, when he sort of has the whole bit when he realises they have no idea who they are, when he sort of has that laughing moment and he's just sort of like, you really have no idea who uh, who we are. You don't know anything about us, do you? Um, and then it's kind of played off well. And then when he's like, we have people everywhere, am I right? And Mitchell, not Mitchell, he's evil. Mitchell, no. <laughs> not I grew to trust you so much. I know. Mitchell, just, he can't be a traitor. Um, not after five years of Christmas presents from M. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years of service to Her Majesty's government. Um, is Mitchell Demby's brother or something then? Maybe we'll probably find that out in Bond 25. <laughs> Was Mitchell next in line for M before Mallory? Because is that, there's yeah, just this long line of people who have to have hey, M's. there you go. That could have been devastating. <laughs> that's that's it. The, bo- Mitchell, the Mitchell was Bob nothing film. <laughs> Why Mitchell was turned. We need to know about Mitchell's journey from Spectre to MI. It's um, important. But anyway, as we learned Mitchell's evil, um, he shoots a guard. He could have shot Bond. He could have shot M. But he shoots <laughs> random guard. <laughs> Good job, well, that's Mitchell. where we got the scene where... I have a bright spot. I, I came to love you, M, but I just have to turn on you. Oh, well, that's how we know that Blofeld really was pulling the strings. He, uh, he didn't want them dead yet. He needed yeah. to, M needed to die the, in the next film. He promised Silver that he could yes. do it. He, Mitchell and Silver were besties. Mitchell and Silver <laughs> show up to the Spectre meeting. Oh, Blofeld, I want to do it. <laughs> I want to oh, do I it. No, I already promised Silver you can kill Security Guard 3. <laughs> <laughs> And I get to kill Bond, and not really. <laughs> so anyway, after the little uh, kerfuffle, M gets. Does she get shot, or does she just get like pushed out of the way? I don't know what happens to M. She somehow gets injured. <laughs> but this uh, leads. She trips. She, she breaks a nail. Um, but this leads on to a, a. Just as we're about to see her, it cuts away to someone in the street. Yes. <laughs> Horse race. Um, Eb gets shot at, cut away, horse race. Um, and this chase, which I'm guessing is meant to be arty because it's corresponding with a horse race um, in the streets of Siena. Um, How do we know that? The big Siena Cup um, that's happening on the same day that Mr. White's getting... Where's money, Penny? Come on! Uh, what, what your ass! Come on, Wiggle! Yeah, gr- Granny Penny, where is she? Um... But yeah, this chase through, and um, there's we get random cuts of a woman crying because a horse won. Um, then... She was really important to the narrative. I'm glad we got a lot of close-ups of her. I, I think going back to what Colin said earlier about kind of influenced by Bourne because he's rooftop chase and just running through everywhere. We get poor old little granny losing her cherries as they go up the building. And I've written here, I, and apologies for my Italian, I swear she says, oh, my farto. Um, as she's upset that her granny cherries have gone. Um, Wait, yeah, what? Mitchell's... Granny's cherries have gone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> granny had a cherry popped. But, um, Jeez, this really is a bomb. <laughs> My name is Cherry Galore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as Mitchell's getting away, God, Mitchell's a good athlete and teach him well. <laughs> 
Bond's on a bus and then he's up in the church things, <laughs> saved by the bell. Where was that line, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Running through and they fall through the uh, roof, a fairly um, well-played scene as we kind of see that shot of them falling through the glass roof. Uh, Mitchell, poor Mitchell, lands hard on the scaffolding and this fight with the ropes. And then, of course, eventually Bond picks the gun up and shoots Mitchell, not Mitchell. No, (laughs) No. not since Davidov's death have I felt this (laughs) way. And then he gets out of the car and he's just like, well, that wasn't very nice. And then, <laughs> and then the motorbike pulls up and it's like, you were meant to kill her. Well, I missed. Boof. Knocked I missed. him off the motorcycle. <laughs> I do quite like that bit. That's good. I'll give it props for that. But why does he get out? Because she, she just shot She's him. She's about to shoot him? <laughs> this is James freaking Bond. <laughs> he doesn't just run away from the fights. Well, if he doesn't have a gun to defend himself, what's he going to do? Throw Grab a her sack gun. Make papers at her? Your paper cut. Ugh. Um. In the, oh well. <laughs> I'm not condoning violence. Um. But if she is like someone who is a bad guy, then you punch her in the face. I do like, have to I say. I have to set that up. If somebody's shooting you, I'm pretty sure you have license to at least punch them in defense. Yes, but you know, PC people who think I'm going to mean something that I don't yeah, mean. Yeah, you might as well take the bullet to the face here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what uh, feminazis will want you to do if a woman is shooting you with a gun, Colin. I'm pretty sure they're more offended by the term feminazis than they are by defending hey, yourself. Hey, we, we live gun. in a day and age now where you can't even comment on a reporter's eyes without getting a $10,000 fine. So um, I think Noah's comments are going to be worse than a $10,000 fine. Anyway. Look, if a woman is... Sh- uh, let's just move on. <laughs> I just want to say, with the violence thing, I wanted to bring this up before because I like here on Wikipedia, it says here, the film was also marked by its frequent depictions of violence with a 2012 study by the University of Otago, <laughs> New Zealand, finding it to be the most violent film in the franchise. Whereas Dr. No featured 109 trivial or severely violent acts, Quantum of Soul had a count of 250, the most depiction of violence of any Bond film. Well, well, how do you count? The Goldeneye blowing up an entire silo of people or <laughs> license to kill putting someone in a gas chamber blow-up thing? Yes, the, this, the, the University of Otago, I think New Zealand have only seen about half of the James Bond yes, films. Professor so. Lee Tamahoki. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the greatest You'll film on the history of New Zealand sex. cinema. <laughs> Lesson sex violence in quantum of solace <laughs> by Professor Lee Timahawkey. But we get this cool little scene where they're all talking to each other with the little um, headpieces and discussing everything, and they're talking about pipelines, and we're hearing about um, what is it, Op- Operation Tuscan Tusker, um, and. Tierra? Tierra? That too. <laughs> um, <and> Operation. <laughs> the opera was Tosca. That was the opera. That's the opera. You are watching the movie as we speak on mute and just describe what's on screen. Operation Tuscan. We talk about song. the edit points. Why can we never argue my dumb bits? And I noticed in the best ofs too, Colin. Let's put all in Ben's dumb bits, but where are yours? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's more to choose from. Yeah, that's right. I'm seeing Tosca on the screen, and there's a guy in a tux and another one. I'm just wait. Making... They're all in tuxes. I think it's an opera. I'm just making sure you both are watching the film correctly. Um... 
Anyway, so we're off to Talamore, Italy. Thank you very How much. How do we know Mark. that? <laughs> uh, they, they provided the audience with an atlas. Um, and I swear this is Naboo. Is this not Naboo? Am I... Have we already established this? I just talked about this. I think on three or four episodes so far. Every every time we go to Italy, is this Naboo? <laughs> well, we'll be going to Tatooine soon. Hold me like you did in Naboo. Um, <laughs> we're on. Um, actually, no, everything is, is soft and smooth. Zabon <laughs> so walks up to this island, and um, there's an old man in a hood, and he reveals it's Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> Natalie Portman would be a better Bond girl than Camille. No, oh, don't even go there. Oh. <laughs> Natalie Portman would be a better Bond. Um, or, Kira. No. or Kira. Stuff Kira. Um, anyway, uh, so we're on this little island. It's not Naboo. It's not Luke Skywalker's island. It's where Mathis lives. And um, we get this little reconciliation with Bond and Mathis. Gee, I hope people have seen the new Star Wars when they listen to this panel. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's well, not in it. Um... It could have just been random comments. Now you've basically told them, these are spoilers, people. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we just spoiled it for you. It's not like you told them. Edit point. Edit point. Seriously, if you haven't seen Star Wars by now, and we just spoiled it for you, then God, you'll be going off to say that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father next. Um, anyway. Is it my turn? No, it's my turn again. Yes, it's your turn. Peter's turn. Uh, last. Wow, really? Oh, come on. Really? Down without a question, last. Tired of the days that last Oh, hands down. Yes. Um, I'm so happy. Condom of Solace is a better movie than Die Another Day, so don't get too happy. Um, I am happy. It's a weird I'm, it's a I'm looking at a picture day. of Verity on your Skype. It makes me want to punch myself. But, um, <laughs> I'm going to punch you. I'm going to fly all the way to Snug. You just put so it up punch- four teeth. You put it in below Die Another Day and License to Kill. Ben put license to kill at four, so don't get at me. Hey, license to kill seven. Mission an invisible car. Um, as we've kind of established, I put Diamonds Are Forever fourth, and clearly a lot of these are better films than Diamonds Are Forever. So it was a toss-up between this and Die Another Day, and I have a more fun time watching Die Another Day. Because Quantum of Solace just frustrates me. I forgot these best of rankings aren't ranking the best films, apparently. (laughs) Well, they're personal rankings. It's it's not a combined... It's not an objective rank... uh, Subjective ranking where we're all combining our thoughts to what is the greatest made film. It's the personal rankings. That's why we all have our own. And... You are dead to me. <laughs> ben has license to kill in his top ten along with Die Another Day. Don't talk but about I don't yeah, I do. any better out of Ben. Uh, <laughs> uh, rude, guys. Just letting Ooh. you know I'm still here. Um, <laughs> Ooh, um, haven't gone anywhere. Uh, I have a more fun time watching Die Another Day. That's the only thing that pushes it up. It's not a better film. Better made film, I guess. But... It doesn't frustrate me as much as Quantum of Solace because Quantum of Solace had so much potential. Die Another Day was a lost cause from the beginning. Um, it has freaking Madonna cameo cameoing in it. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> Again, I can agree. This is where you said leading into this episode, we're going to be agreeing but having different point of views because 
that's exactly the point I made that this had a lot of potential that was buried. And so I can understand that point of view, but seriously, die another day. This is completely back to your traditional pre-title sequence. Um, it's you know starts out with kind of right in the middle of a mission. You're not really sure what's going on. Bond stumbles across one of their dead agents, Ronson. Ronson. Now he's after a henchman. Yeah, poor Ronson, um. the star of this movie. <laughs> he's he's Davidov. He's uh, Sean Campbell. Mitchell. He's uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Ronson, Bond. <laughs> That's going to be the theme. Do it for Ronson. Do it for Ronson. The real reason he came back from the dead. For England, uh, James? No, no, for Ronson. For Ronson. <laughs> for Ronson. <laughs> Can we do a rankings episode? Davidov versus Ronson versus Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell. I'm putting Ronson up. Davidov for the win. <laughs> I've written in my notes here, Money Penny sucks. Um, I think that's in reference to Colin where she's just getting everything wrong. Throwback to Mary Goodnight there. Oh, wait, did I say that? Oh, uh, don't fight yes. me. Um, I've written here, why is M even on the line? Like, what's she doing? Why is well, he talking I mean, to her? Again, it's established later in the movie, this is a list of all of their agents, so I think it's pretty high security. Yeah, but you think most missions he does is high security. Um, Em mustn't be that busy if she's just like, oh, what do you want to do, Em? Oh, let's listen to one of our agents on a mission. Uh, (laughs) Reschedule my meeting with the Prime Minister. I got to listen to Bosch. He's on the mission for a reason. No wonder MI6 gets blown up. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually noticed a recurring theme in this film that. M's actually pretty inept at being M. Uh, we'll get into more of that, but yeah, she gets a lot of things wrong. Um, but I guess Mallory does too, or and every M. Um, but yeah, and also, why does he she, she have to take the bloody shot to take out Ronson? Ronson, Ronson's already Ronson. 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 No, Ronson. 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 Uh, Patrice. <laughs> He's that dangerous of a man. Yeah, yeah, I get to take out it's Patrice. It's all I about get... revenge for Ronson. Like, as soon as M found out Ronson was dead, she's like... Take the like, bloody shot. Take the bloody shot. Well, it's I get it's... fault that Ronson's dead. She's told him to leave him for dead, the bitch. Well, Bomb was actually about to kill the person who was getting Ronson, but then M was talking in his ear, and then he got distracted. It's just... Everything's going wrong. No, I get that... It's to kill Patrice, but Bond was doing it. Why couldn't Bond continue to do it under the tunnel? I know she had the clear shot, but Bond, James Bond rarely ever fails. Like, grow well, did, trust did Penny really have the clear shot? <laughs> yeah, well, she said she has a shot, which, again, Money Penny sucks. Oh, Eve sucks. Um, yeah, boo, Eve, go, Ronson. Um, <laughs> Why can't Ronson be Money Penny? <laughs> yeah. I haven't fully introduced myself. My name's Ronson. Ronson Money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ronson Money Penny. <laughs> it, it blows my mind how good the action is in this movie. 
while, as Ben said earlier, is not even that action heavy. It's just how they put these scenes together. Can I just quickly correct you? Um, you've said that a few times. I was actually Noah who said that. I, I, I won't take credit for something Noah said. Oh. <laughs> but um, what did ben I say? not taking credit for something that he didn't just say. Just thought I would be either. polite. Just thought I would be polite. The first time ever Ben has not taken credit for something that I said. <laughs> I just I just wanted to be polite there and said it was Noah who said it wasn't that ex- action heavy. But um, I let it slide a couple of times. But I thought, no, no. All right, I'll be nice. Because um, you wanted to take credit in case people tune out halfway through the episode. Now you figure... <laughs> I'll own up. I've gotten credit from half of our audience. He's just getting that out there. Good PR move. So when I actually say something funny, that's when he'll take credit. <laughs> he doesn't want to take credit for the serious content. Yep. Bozo. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bozo. <laughs> Insult of the century. <laughs> Like, You'll be stealing that one, won't you? Oh, please. Tiffany case. If I could uh, steal one. Insults. <laughs> you won't take credit for the not action heavy, but you take Bozo. If I could steal one <laughs> Noah Groves reference, it's Bozo. 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 <laughs> Roger Moore and Octopussy. You know what? You don't even have to steal it. You can have that one. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, aren't we all just bozos at one point? <laughs> all right, let me talk about this. That was silly. Um, and I love when he jumps on the train. And you have that old guy. <laughs> oh, he's keen to get home. <laughs> and then the driver. Open, Open the, the door. door. <laughs> But that is classic, like, Roger Moore, 70s kind of bond where you got someone in the background saying, oh, he's keen to get home. Uh, yeah, and then, thank you, health and safety. Yeah, we're just checking. <laughs> Which is, again, kind of a 70s line almost. And that woman's face is... <laughs> <laughs> that was a breakout role. <laughs> She's now going to be in, what was that film? Breathless or whatever? Weightless. <laughs> Weightless. <laughs> She's and Natalie Portman's the body double from Skyfall. Do it, face. Do interview. So you played the train woman in Skyfall. How did that feel? <laughs> Deliver your famous line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love all of that. Um, just so much train nonsense here. Um, and then, of course, the train's crashing through, which is just amazing and almost scary. I get scared for the people on that train when I see that. Imagine if that happened. Um, well, how many of them died? Yeah, uh, Silver's kill count is incredibly high, I feel like. Um, unfortunately, it was not, or maybe fortunately, it was not the Durr woman who was driving that one. So she survived. brother. <laughs> Duh, well, the train uh, through the wall Duh. Uh, <laughs> that was a dirt woman and she didn't even like get blown up she just drove it through the wall anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, no, there was yes. no hole in the wall she was just Silver oh, had no explosive planted that was just a regular everyday occurrence for her <laughs> that Silver, was all her Silver just had a tiny little toy train like popping up to hit Bond in the head and then Silver was like oh well that was convenient <laughs> the dirt woman just drove why through. didn't I think of that <laughs> Silver's doing a bend, taking credit for it, when really it was just the Durr woman. Oh, shall I go over here? 
<laughs> we, we really need to apologise for all tube drivers in London. I need I to apologize. find out who Durr Woman is now. <laughs> We've already insulted the Navy. Like, how many other pro- professions are we going to burn our bridges with? In the Derby. We've assaulted, <laughs> we've assaulted the Navy. We've assaulted tube drivers. We've assaulted women who were sold into the sex slave as children. Not to mention all the liars who are the Japanese. <laughs> and all people who go, Duh. Well, it's all right. We're nearly at the end of our film recap, so it's not like we're saying this in Goldfinger. Um, <laughs> Hannah Stokely, that duh. Hannah Stokely is known for her work on Skyfall, The Duchess <laughs> and the Falling. Hannah <laughs> Stokely. Yeah, yeah I, I just love that the life story of this girl train driver who uh, drove the train down. It's just hey, she played Bessie in Cranford. Leave her alone. Busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is a total bozo. Um, so, <laughs> love that woman. Um, where was I? Yeah, that's the train. I want to hear more of her life story. Um, one thing I noticed is, <laughs> is I don't know if it's either, it's either the real cops or Silver's uh, fake cops. It's just guys in the tube station with assault rifles just chilling. Like... If, when I was in London, if I saw that, I would be terrified. Why well, are the sure guys with assault like, rifles? I'm pretty sure the people were terrified. I mean, I don't see many of them just sort of look no, over the shoulder. So many truck. people were walking casually past to get on the next train. It was like, what's happening? It's 2012. People are used to it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, all good. All this train stuff is amazing. Um... I really do love the when she, they go to the hearing. Um, that's really Mallory's uh, defining moment. I think is him getting up and trying to protect M. They're like, "All right, this guy is good, and this guy is made of something." Um, so that a, a great Mallory moment. And I do love M's speech about this is why we need double O's and all this stuff and next film well that all goes out the window all that big Judy's speech she was saving up it just doesn't even count because they want to get rid of double O's anyway but yeah so much good stuff with this. a bit hokey with the plot holes and a lot of the stuff that goes on and how Silver gets from here to here to here to here is a bit like eh but it can be excused because it's awesome and the Der woman <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what? I just have I just have an update here just looking through the woman's uh, <laughs> filmography she did a movie in 2005 called Chromophobia directed by Martha Fiennes the sister of Ray Fiennes co-starring Ray oh. Fiennes Penelope Cruz wife of Javier Bardem wow, and weird. Kristen Scott Thomas sister of Serena Scott Thomas who played Dr. Warm Flash in The World Is Not Enough. Oh, Bond all over this woman's career. We need this, the six, de- six uh, degrees of separation of duh. <laughs> duh woman's very closely connected. How, how much Kevin Bacon is duh woman? Six <laughs> degrees of duh. Six degrees of duh. Um, like, I can't even remember. What are we up to here? Um, where did we... Silver's Hall Escape. Oh, right, okay. Um... Yeah, the whole tube um, bit where they're they're getting the they're working out that map thing that's like in um you know when he's like oh it's the it's the tube or whatever that sort of stuff and they're trying to do in all the um 
the decrypting and all that with Q and all that sort of stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, what else did we not mention? Oh, uh, the whole sucking out the face thing and all that sort of stuff. I like that. That's kind of cool. Uh, three. Th- three? What? Daniel Dokley was in Skyfall. Yeah. Tom Colston, who was in Mission Impossible, with Tom Cruise, who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. And I just noticed that Ben changed his profile picture and nothing. <laughs> we need to put that on our post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now I'm looking at the duh jaws face under Noah and the duh Hannah Stokely face from Sky. And can I just point out for people who have no idea what we're talking about, generally when I never change my Skype picture or my name, but we do it whenever we record an episode. And I just had to search for that picture. That was the defining moment of her life, old Hannah Stolfe. This is now the defining moment of 007, our discussion of Dual Lady from Skyfall. <laughs> We've talked about everything over the past 23 recap. <laughs> now we're talking about Doom. <laughs> I can't look at the screen anymore. I'm sorry. Hannah Stokely interview coming soon. Hannah Stokely. <laughs> coming soon. Hannah Stokely. Uh... <laughs> wow. We've reached the epitome of greatness. So uh... Silver escapes. <laughs> yes. So, um... He's gone. Yep. Awesome. We're at 317. 317 uh, kisses. Or 357 if you count octopus. <laughs> Which we should. <laughs> and uh, and fucking Goldeneye with all those barrel deaths. <laughs> Goldeneye when you had like 72. <laughs> I stand by that. The guy that he... The guy that he looks funny at, Goldeneye, he's dead. That's the death stare I right there. I stand by my count. <laughs> stand by your kill. Mini Driver and uh, Durr Woman would be a perfect couple. <laughs> Mini Driver should have been Durr. That would have been Durr a good Durr Woman Pinball. <laughs> Unless you've listened to every 007 episode or read every post we have on the internet, you're so confused right well, now. Well, you should have listened to it by now. Not shame on you. To me, you can't have a James Bond Hall of Fame without, uh, with pleasure, M, with pleasure. It's too brief of a scene, I think. It's like five minutes. No. You count the I, money, I Penny, and you count Bond Five minutes? Did you have it on, like, slow track? <laughs> with pleasure, M, with pleasure. <laughs> I wanted to recreate Durr, because I missed her. I missed her. With no, I'm counting the money penny stuff and on the no, roof look, in look, London. No, hang on, no. The bulldog. You and I the hate the money penny scene. We cannot that. put that in there. No way. Yeah, but uh, seems good. I'm not putting the train scene in the hall. I think the, the opening. Tra- I'm with Colin. Sequence. I feel like I've ganged Boo. up on Colin a lot in these Hall of Fame, so I feel like I need to side with him for once, and I agree with him. That's not how Hall of Fame works. Well, no, as you've said to yes, me before, oh, name, name another one, one better. Name another one better. Uh, Shanghai fight. I would put, yeah, I would put the money penny <laughs> shaving scene in there. No, but I don't Shanghai. Know. No, Colin. What's wrong with that scene? <laughs> she almost kills him. No, um, she 
the DB5. Patrice, fuck off. <laughs> the DB5. Nah. Uh, another train. very brief moment, though. No, but you include go on and eject me. Train. Nah. Nah, train. <laughs> opening train. No, not opening <laughs> train. Dirt train. Now you know how I felt when you guys wanted to put Timothy Dalton dropping. What about the Thunderbolt? We're gonna have two movies in a row here with the opening scene in the Hall of Fame because if I'm, I'm seriously, I would bet my house. I don't have it yet, but on the fact that I think the opening scene Inspector will make our Hall of Fame. Oh, I think it has to. But we'll find it. Apparently, it's I not even a I... democracy, so it has. Well, let's to be. Noah throw some better ideas <laughs> well, out there. Hang on. Take longer. Than... Can we just put out, Noah, a seconds. democracy is based on the majority of votes. The majority of votes <laughs> has just won this battle. Touché. So it is a democracy. Touche. <laughs> if you can come up with scenes that are longer than 15 seconds that can beat that, I'll go for it. Patrice fight. Mallory, what are you doing? The <laughs> 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 uh, introduction of Ronson. Uh. In that case, let's just do the whole pre-title scene. Let's put the whole uh, fucking movie in there. Skyfall is in the whole... So, you know what? I've got another Oh, what about one. the title sequence? We could go with um, uh, the first scene between Silva and M and him removing his mouth apparatus and stuff. That's, That's pretty yeah, No, democracy is where you have the majority of the votes. It's the opening train sequence. No, I, I'm up, yeah, I, I, could, I could be swayed Ah, oh, so you ca I come around on the opening train <laughs> sequence and you want to change it now. Well, no, I'd go with the train sequence over that, but I'm trying to present you an option that you're not going to complain about in six more episodes. I feel we've covered the movie well here. We've got the opening, the closing, and basically the middle scene. So I think we're good. <laughs> Okay. This is this, this is this is the, this is the this is this the Yeah, this film, you mentioned people watching it once. It's definitely something you must watch more than once because I think it's better on a rewatch. And on this fourth watch, I picked up so much thing. Like, I was not expecting to pick up that many. My third watch was on a flight Great show. Uh, back to Australia. Um, what was that? You said third watch. Sorry, I got excited. Never mind. Continue. Oh. Third watch reference on Double on 7. Bad 90s reference. <laughs> hey, early 2000s more so, thank you. Um, yeah. It never gets referenced on anything. Like, it never... The greatest TV show in the history of the world got referenced once on 30 Rock, okay? Let me have a moment that Noah technically referenced the best TV show of all time. Yeah, As well, my... right now we're Googling Third Watch to find yeah. out what you're talking about, the greatest show of all time. Even then, it's still one. We'll, 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 start, we'll start doing a Third Watch theme instead of the Die Another Day theme in a minute if we're not careful, just to get people involved. All right, all right, well, move on. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear it. There it is, all right. Yeah, I feel like that interruption really... Uh... <laughs> put a downer on my anecdote because it really wasn't that good all i was saying is i watched it on a flight so i didn't really pick up too much because it's just 
not the best environment to be really paying attention to a film. Um, Hold on a second. Not to interrupt and totally derail this podcast, but (laughs) I'm sitting here having my wife leave me on Valentine's Day. (laughs) And you have to top the story with, I watch it on a flight. (laughs) All I'm saying is this rewatch I did today um, is I just picked up on so many little details. Is that all we want to talk about with Monica? We talked um, more about Monica, but oh, well, we didn't see we Pete on we the screen. About her. <laughs> we talked about her for longer than she's in this movie. Yeah, I don't know if people are disappointed. I just think they, a lot of people thought they could have used her a bit more. But I think most people knew she was going to be the secondary Bond girl. Um, Less than Plenty O'Toole? Hey! <laughs> Who leaves well, Plenty this out of perverts this? convention? Yeah. <laughs> what was that line from Monica? I'm Monica. Uh, Monica Bellucci. Well, I do have one more one more thing to say on it. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure that almost anybody uh, would be behind this, but they really upped their game with the love scenes in this movie. <laughs> like the way they, like you mentioned, him throwing the glasses down, him slowly backing her into the mirror. Like the way even he says the Bond, James Bond. Like they did a really good job of making these two uh, look like they are ready to have sex. Uh, that, did you write that note on Valentine's Day? <laughs> they are ready <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> I wish I were involved in this. <laughs> I wish I was pinned up against a mirror right now. <laughs> Jamie uh, comes home the next day and I just throw the glasses on the ground. <laughs> Hilding. Colin, why did you buy a Colin pet octopus? Hilding. And she's like, get off me, get off me. <laughs> Tell um, me who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, if you go there, there's no coming back. Um, Irish. That was Irish. <laughs> oh, Pierce don't touch me, Lucky Charms, Colin. Not me, Lucky Charms. I don't know, James. I've forgotten you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Monica Bellucci played a leprechaun. <laughs> if you go there, there's no coming back. <laughs> They're called Spectre. <laughs> oh, diddly dear potatoes. That would have made that would have made this film if Monica Bellucci was a leprechaun. <laughs> Maybe next film. You're so uh, short, of, Monica. Speaking of leprechauns, I'm Mickey Mouse. Who are you? Um, <laughs> Bond heads to the Spectre base, which again I mentioned this in the Quantum episode. Quantum had to go these lengths of having meetings at the opera and stuff like this. These people just a house in Italy. Pretty much. Um, I liked the Mickey Mouse line the first time. I have completely gone off that. Ah. That's just... I, I don't get it. It's a lazy... Like, purpose and wait. Oh, what's a funny thing we could write? Oh, how about I'm Mickey Mouse? Like, <laughs> what is the joke? Like, Like, I'm willing to change my opinion if someone tells me the joke. But from what I can gather, it's just him saying, I'm Mickey Mouse, and there's no backs. Like, the, the reference is about 80 years too old at this point. Um, I just, yeah, again, if someone ex- actually explains the joke to me, I, I maybe I can change my opinion, but I've there, completely gone off this joke. I don't know. I, I think that there's a deleted scene in the second episode, I'm Mickey Mouse, and he goes, and I'm Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Arnold Palmer. Someone, Someone needs to re-edit that so that that Italian guy says that I'm Arnold Barber. <laughs> and I'm Mickey Mouse. But, yeah, we need a bond. I'm Mickey Mouse. 
<laughs> Does Mickey Mouse have any one-liners besides I'm nicking? <laughs> what are you what doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Minnie, touch me there. What is this? A pretty awesome one, you please. <laughs> Someone needs to read all the Blofeld lines to have Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yes. Welcome, James! I'm the author of all your pain! We've been you come across you. me so many times and you never saw me! It's Daryl Blofeld! Someone get on to that. Um... I just love that there's pre-programmed playlists for these guys. Like, You have to wonder what Bonds is. You know it's not going to be Beatles because he's going to be wearing <laughs> the earmuffs, but... We've never got Beaver. an idea about what be- what Beatles are, what Bond likes to listen to. So Mickey I want to hear what Bond's so. playlist is. And <laughs> how many other ones are there out there? Like you said, Sam Smith. Like, Is it just going to go through all the ones? Like, here's the Radiohead playlist for 002 and 003. All like, I wanted was a sweet temptation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who has All Time High in there? <laughs> who was the singer of All Time High again? If. You uh, asked me to. Oh, it's who was Reader? No. We are going to replace our podcast now with just stupid videos of songs being played when they shouldn't be played in <laughs> Bond movies. Um, but, I mean, last but not least. <laughs> that's, that's, we're finished up the film recaps. That's, that's what right. we've got coming next. <laughs> you officially know that we have no life if that's literally what we're about to do next. <laughs> Our 28 well, fans on our Valentine's Facebook page. Day, we'll spend a day doing that. Spectre, etc. Uh, do not do that. <laughs> so, actually, they'll uh, probably start doing it once we do it, but anyway. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hi, guys. Anyways. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Um, Spectre, etc. are the Mr. Janny to our markets. <laughs> They're the Sandor to our jaws? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> the, um, the Elvis oh, to our no wings. More. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's the yeah. In all honesty, the they're not to our going, In all honesty, they're not going on about funny songs that could fit in James Bond movies. So I think we're the we're the, the sandals or yeah. the second three by mice to the third three by mice. We are the Davidov of podcasts. <laughs> hey, come on! Nobody deserves that, Ben. Yeah, we're, we're we not are good the enough. Second we're life not, of John Ten. We're not good enough to be that. <laughs> that is. Um. <laughs> uh, Last but not least, the the wonderful things that you get out of an IMAX experience that just do not get translated Woo! seeing it. Uh, I have to say, I came out of this in the IMAX thinking Woo! the greatest moment of this movie was Money Penny and her panties on an IMAX screen. And <laughs> don't get the same effect on a TV. So I want this to have an IMAX re-release just to see wow, Money Penny. That Valentine's Penny. Day, Colin, is starting to get... <laughs> I'm really affected by that. It just wasn't the same on my TV. I want Mon- Money Penny's panties on a big screen. <laughs> there, there's the episode title right there. There's an episode title. <laughs> I want Money Penny's panties on the big screen. Dash Spectre. <laughs> Money hey, Penny's panties. The IMAX experience. <laughs> Go out with a bang. Money Penny's panties in 3D. <laughs> Yeah, that's the spin-off. The Jinx spin-off never happened, but Money Pig's panties is just... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> played by the plastic bag. <laughs> in his acting return. The most anticipated return in acting. <laughs> he is the first... Now, that would make him the first transgender plastic bag to ever win an Academy Award. Well, keeping up with time. I'm the first transgender plastic bag to win an Oscar. No, you're not. Why is he Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Christoph Waltz is a transgender plastic bag. 
What Christoph Waltz is playing the plastic bag in a film about hey, in a biopic could, about the plastic Christoph bag. Christoph Waltz could play a floating turd and he'd win an Oscar. I am plastic bag. As everybody tunes to, to Spectre, etc. Right now, <laughs> this is why nobody listens to us. This is why we only have twenty-eight fans on Facebook. We're talking about transvestite plastic bags and transgender, plastic... not transvestite. Oh, transgender, sorry. Trans... <laughs> Transgender plastic bags. There's the episode title. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going out with a bang. The final episode. I blame uh, Sam get, Smith. Yeah. Um, what? You like Sam Smith? <laughs> I blame Sam Smith. Uh, we're about to have a confession. He's the then. first wow. openly gay singer to be mentioned on a podcast. No, I just can't tell. <laughs> um, Alright. Well... Oh, I was going to make a witty joke about a past Bond singer, but I can't even. I can't even think. Um, so let's move on um, from transgender plastic bags and let's talk about the meeting with Mister White in Austria. Somehow Bond knows exactly where to go. Um, and really, come on, people, this is so unoriginal. A person called Mister White. Uh, hiding away in a cabin in the snow while he tries to keep himself alive. Um, yeah, where did they get that idea from? Um, where did you kite... get that idea from? I'm not sure where you're going with that. Oh, Ben would know. Yes. Yeah, I can tell he knows. <laughs> What's uh, the reference? Mickey Mouse. Um <laughs> It's that famous 1930s Mickey Mouse cartoon where he had cancer and hid a way out in the cabin. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die! Uh, Gee, cartoons were dark in the 1930s, weren't they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't hey, know Walt, if I want to let's say... write an episode oh. of Mickey Mouse. What do you want to write about? Oh, cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know mouses could get cancer. Oh, I thought mice only lived for three years. We've hit um, a new low here on Double R Seven. Mouse cancer. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to say because I don't want to. Breaking Bad. Um, oh. Now, if you have never, never seen, seen that, I've spoiled it for you. Um, oh. So yeah, we're heading into the first of the two climaxes, I guess you could say. Is that Bond's two climaxes, or just a? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was a Baron Samity laugh. I, I am hilarious. I am the funniest. Um, I'm a what is it? Com- comedic genius. Comedic master. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I can't even remember half the stuff I say anymore. Um, but who does? I know you. You credit it to. Uh, <laughs> who does? Other people. Because nobody <laughs> listens to this. They're listening to Spectre, etc. Now available on iTunes. Um, just, just quick. Why am I giving them free plugs? They've got more fans than us. They this is our us, last episode. They should be giving us free plugs. Like, dear Spectre, expect what's it? Spectre, Spectre, Spectre. Fucking that other show that no one listens to. Uh, that listens. To me. Shut up, Ed. Um, well, I think more people listen to that than this. I just quickly on on Madeline Swan. I don't really think I gave much of an opinion on her. Um, I mean, I remember pre any of these trailers and everything. No, oh my god, she's so hot. She's gonna be the best Bond girl ever. Um, but she is that dress. I I prefer her in blue is a lesbian <laughs> room. I mean, like 
That was on the plane. Well, why didn't did you watch it? it? <laughs> I thought that's more of a Valentine's Day film. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a Valentine's Day film. Trust me, you can spend the night with that one scene in that movie, and you it doesn't are, even you... matter if Jamie's there or not with that one. Well, Jamie could join in and you could put some ideas in Jamie's head, and then next year you'll have an even better Valentine's Day. I think Day. ideas are getting put into your head, and Colin's getting Hold creeped on. out. Ben. Hold on, my wife spent Valentine's Day sleeping over at one of her friends' houses. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> friend. I don't think I need to be showing her that movie. Or friend. Lou is a lesbian room slumber party. <laughs> Jamie Hilding getting lesbian ideas since Valentine's Day 2016. <laughs> ben, she's about to become a mother. Calm down. What makes um, you think that this is my first time? <laughs> oh my Hello, god. Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Um, I really hope... One of our 28 likes on Facebook just tuned out. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) She she loves Spectre, etc. I I noticed that she's generally one of the only ones who actually ever likes our statuses, her and Catherine and, um, was it, Linda. Um, We're big among women, that's what we've proven. (laughs) It must be all Ben's nipple talk. I honestly don't know how our listeners are all women based on some of the stuff that is said on this show. We've already referenced sluts in this episode, so... um, Twice now. Madeline Swan, she's like... Uh, like the one thing that I really picked up on this recent watch is that Craig has technically only had two Bond women. If you kind of really, really look at it, um, I mean, Quantum of Solace, that thing, she doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and, just talking about the things. women on this listening in that thing. Strawberry Fields is just a you know the slut of the week, and then when it comes. Oh. <laughs> Skyfall. I apologise, that was a bad reference. She was the Bond girl of the week. Um, and then Skyfall, well, we don't know what happens with them. So really, in four films, Craig's only really got two main Bond girls. I mean, Brosnan had like 20. I love, so I love how seriously you said, we don't really know what happens with them, implying that most people are assuming he probably got it on with them. Well, what's more realistic in Skyfall, that he had a homosexual experience or he bedded M? Like... You know, M. <laughs> exactly. But with that short hair, it's it. kind of both. So, um, but we... <laughs> <laughs> just... we're an hour away from the final ever moments of double. <laughs> I like, I like Madeline Swan. She's, I mean, she's decent, but I mean, the whole love thing still kind of irks me. I mean, you know my feelings on the whole Vespa love situation, and this is kind of a shorter amount of time. And like at the end of the day, she becomes a damsel in distress. Like, I mean, this is twenty. 15 folks were meant to be having Bond girls kicking ass. Like Jinx had more of a feminine aspect <laughs> of kicking there ass now. than freaking Madeline Swan. But, um, you know. But in all seriousness, I feel like we should still be able to have damsel in distresses in 2015 as long as the characters are developed and they're not just simply there to be rescued. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. I'll give you that. But, like, it's, I don't know, like... Sh- they, they always, the thing that always annoys me kind of now, the way they promote Bond films and Bond girls, like it's kind of like, oh, Bond girl is not a politically correct term now because that just implies she's there to have sex with Bond and get rescued. Well, what's the term? But, but like, and don't say the S word. <laughs> but no, but like I don't know what the term is. I mean, I read an interview with Leia Seydoux where she was kind of like... Swan is the Bond slut. <laughs> Noah said it. That's not the me. new word. Noah said it, not me. Um, Edit point. <laughs> No, no edit point. (laughs) We're keeping all my references in. Yours are staying in too, my friend.
really get what Vespa needs to forgive Bond for. I mean, she's yeah. the one that kind of screwed him over. Uh, yeah, that's a Bond good, yeah, didn't really do anything wrong. Hashtag Bond didn't do anything wrong. Well, he's wrong. been fucking another bunch of women. If he's that in love with her, you should still be mourning Vespa, you dirty oh, bastard. This is you two again with four year eyes only. Like, get over it. She's dead. I don't get you two. It's like, I mean. Well, having me the only one of this show who suffered heartbreak in a marriage, I can probably have more of a, you know, deep down opinion of that now, Noah. So shut up. Yeah. At least I Send get a date. That just came back on a date. My pro improvement. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like, come on, God forbid. I, hope I can't fight that. <laughs> I, I hope Jamie outlives you, Colin. Uh, but if she, if she did die, I would expect you to move on. I, I don't, don't get this. talk like... about people dying on this show. <laughs> we can talk about anyone else. I'm not Jamie. She's the only one on this show that we all agree we like. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's all right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Boo, Noah. I disagree. She's great. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip for Jamie. <laughs> Jamie makes a mean mac and cheese and she's very hospitable when you come to her house. Jamie's great. I've got no issues. It's just if she did die, I would expect Colin to move on. It's, it's unre- unreasonable. Colin move on? It, it took how long did it take Colin to get Jamie? It's unreasonable to expect that he should just still mourn over her 10 years later. Forgive me, Jamie. Like, Says the no, man who's never had a date. Colin <laughs> should be able to bang Leia Seydoux with Jamie Dutch. That's all I'm Colin, Colin barely knows how to bang his own wife. What's he going to do? Like, well, I've been holding my Lothario ways back being married. Now that I'm single, I'm a player. Let's watch some porn. Let's drink some alcohol. Oh, yeah, let's do a bender to go out and date. That was uh, the Madeline Swan secret. That masked man in that wasn't masked Colin. man in that was Colin in French. Uh, <laughs> my secret is Colin. Uh, Colin loves Blue as a lesbian room. Like seriously, he just watches it all the time. Like <laughs> when Jamie dies, she's mine. <laughs> all I'm saying is you two and you. Oh my god, you can't forget. Like just move on. Don't blame uh, Colin. Blame me. I Colin didn't do anything I'm wrong. What did I say here? <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending Colin, but, like, seriously, leave Colin alone. Talking back to six years ago in For Your Eyes Only when he goes to visit the grave and you two are having a go at me because uh, James Brown can never move on because his wife died. I really hope. I really hope by the time in another six years when we do Bond 26, that Noah's at least had one date, maybe had a girlfriend. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And then Noah's going to have a different perspective on love in six years' time. Oh, and if she dies, I'm going to move on. <laughs> well, I hope I hope she dies like a day before we recap this. <laughs> Bond 26. And we're going to make him recap the next day. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, delo- my beloved wife is dead. We're like... All right, Noah, you are getting on the line. We're gonna prove our points. We're just Hope gonna reply. We're just gonna reply and say, "Oh, how inconvenient! We booked this in a week ago, and she <laughs> dies." Well, too bad. You are recording tomorrow. <laughs> what did she die of? COVID forty-two. Well, too bad. We've been living with it for six years. <laughs>
I remember watching this in the cinema and just laughing when we meet Valpo. And it's just like, have you have you seen that uh, that that smallpox uh, anywhere? It's like, excuse me, Val, have you seen it? And it's on his it's so suit. So I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so again, just such classic Bond. And so we they've put a sticker on his suit. It's like warning, smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> what is like Valdo written on his soup? It's like Valdo's soup. Don't touch. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's come to work and he's all like, "Oh, I've got <laughs> no." He's written Valdo's food. No touch. <laughs> Not even don't no touch. I love Valdo. No touchy. So much. And he's like tomato soup though. Oh yeah, I like tomato soup. You like tomato soup? That's like I the bitch. If you make soup. it from if you make it from scratch, it's 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 not, it's not bad. like top five soup, but I I'm not opposed but to tomato. Do you, do you think Valdo is making his soup from scratch? I yes. don't. <laughs> I do. Well, there's more complexity in it than there is in smallpox. He's like Russian, yeah. so you know he's busy. But no, I just love soup. no just like, pumpkin soup all the way. No, I'm I'm a chicken noodle. Mm, yum. <laughs> Ben, <laughs> that is what? the most Ben water weather. I'm a chicken noodle guy. Wow, you're gonna blag. What's wrong with chicken noodle soup? I mean, you could go with something. I mean, you're talking about the best soup. You could go with minestrone or something. Oh, no, I like God. my chicken noodle. And, and Ben's not even like a chicken noodle from the can guy. He's like the one where you open up the package and it's the dried noodles. What's wrong with that? It's easy. You put it in a cup. You add some boiling water. That's that's the well done steak of soups. Yeah, you're talking about the guy that likes his steak well done. So. I could literally sit here and be like, I like having orgasms, and you're like, oh, that's so Ben Waterworth. Who likes having? Well, Colin would know what one is. There is less complexity in Ben's well done steak than there is in <laughs> these characters. I swear I can't like anything on this show without me being, oh, that's such a Ben Waterworth. It is a Ben Waterworth thing, and I own that shit because I'm proud. Quiche is fine. <laughs> What's fine? Quiche. Oh, quiche. Quiche is more why, than why fine. Didn't, why didn't Valdo bring quiche to work? That would have <laughs> been a good enough. a throwback. Yeah. I would like to have a throwback. Mmm, quiche. There's more complexity in my quiche than both of your things. <laughs> You know, the thing that I just noticed for the first time as well is like when, when Bond drives out here and we've kind of got him driving past like this this person in the scooter, like that's Nomi there, isn't it? Like the scooter, like talking to that guy. Is it? No, I don't like, think I'm looking at it right now. It totally is. Like Colin's nodding. He's is not Colin nodding. Not- He's not even listening to us. Yes. He's got him mute. <laughs> no, like, like look, right, right now I'm looking at it. So when he drives off and he drives past kind of like that, there's like the woman and the man, and you hear like that reggae music. It's Nomi because it's it is no, like I'm looking at it right now. It is because like you got the moped, which is Nomi's moped, and she's wearing like the white thing, and she's kind of it, it totally is her. I've just noticed that for the first time. So okay, I, I'm willing to concede that it is Nomi, but I want the listeners to know that when Ben said Colin's nodding, Colin was <laughs> staring dead into the camera, not nodding. So. <laughs> I had nodded, but at that moment, I, I love the visual though. Call is nodding. You saying yes? I'm like. <laughs> if Ben says in the future, oh yeah, Colin's nodding and in agreement. Anytime Ben wants somebody to agree with him now, there we go, Colin's nodding, cut the audio. 
Is um is it Naomi Colin? Did did you were you it nodding there? Yeah. Thank so you. I the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh so Noah's Bond- nodding now. Yes, he but, agrees. But Billy Magnuson, like, I just love these little moments he does where he's kind of like, oh, there's this guy. You're going to say you never heard of him, aren't you? Like, never heard of him. And then I just like, like when they're trying to be like, oh, you're going to do the job. And I love this moment where um, Billy Magnuson's like, you're the guy for the job, though, aren't you? You're the guy. You're the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And then I love when Bond gets up and is like, I'm going to go get around, goes to the bar. And then we get the famous line of like, What's the deal with the Book of Mormon? And I love the way they look over at him. And Billy Magnuson like, gives his little smiley, like, wait, like, hello, <laughs> I'm Billy Magnuson, look at my smile. And, like, what's so good about that, though, is that at no point did I ever think he was evil. Like, yeah. it's just, you don't, like, it's not like they're playing him, like, with a sinister, like, dodgy, like, doggy eyes, like, <laughs> every single time. Like, you have no idea that he's evil. Like, it's just, it's done so well. Like, I want to play spoof with Billy Magnuson. <laughs> like, just... I bet you do. Billy Magnuson too. He just, he just seems like such a nice guy. Like I would, if, if he came to me and was like, hi, I'm Billy Magnuson. I'm with Spectre. Would you like to be evil with me? I'd be like, yes, I would. I, I, I kind of think of Billy Magnuson as like the modern, modern age Troy McClure. I kind of think of him as, <laughs> hi, I'm Billy Magnuson. You might remember me from <laughs> 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 he's doing oh. like infomercials surely he would be he, he would sell um what was that that mop thing the uh the, the sham wow he would like <laughs> i'm billy magnuson this is a sham wow look how amazing it is he he would sell me a snuggie oh. I'm billy <laughs> I'm a snuggie. you know what he would sell me a medium rare steak i would buy it <laughs> I'm, I'm just realizing uh, Snuggy, Snug. Maybe I should get a Snuggy. Good job, Noah. That only took cool. you out long. <laughs> yes, Colin's nodding. Colin's nodding. <laughs> it's too much. We don't need him in the pre-titles and then straight away we have Billie Eilish and then Primo's back. When has that ever happened? Eilish is in this movie? Where would she pop up? Yeah, that was that was the person uh, who got the Ebola in the team. She was the that Ebola. Was the she one. was Ebola. <laughs> she was Ebola. Yeah, uh, she's less contagious than Ebola is. Um, she was in the great words, of, <laughs> she Colin's nodding. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in, in the great words of Billie Eilish, duh. Colin is a big fan of Ebola. Um, I thought you were about to say Colin's a big man. <laughs> We just saw the bacon if he ate. No wonder he's so fat. He's a, he's a growing boy. Leave him alone. Growing boy? He's like 80. <laughs> Alzheimer's kicked in. Yeah, he's got to get these kids out. He needs he needs his bacon. I mean, he has to get the kids out. It's his wife who pushes the kids out of her vagina, not Collins. Uh, no, no. Uh, how no, would no. you know? Have you ever had kids? Yeah. you don't, Not in you the way you're have... thinking. Uh, <laughs> Start again. Oh, don't even say it at point. It's just gonna make it, it's gonna make it a running bit now. Now he's gonna that's gonna be the Ben. Hang on, hang on, the, hang on, hang on. Ben that's fat. a Ben fat. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to try something. Edit point. Oh, Colin's nodding. Colin's nodding. Not <laughs> edit point. 
Every time <laughs> Noah says edit point, we know it just makes the best of. So it's all good. <laughs> and, and also just the fact that she eats the apples, like somebody who's a real parent wrote this because I have two and a half year old twins. I won't tell you what one of them tried to eat the other day. Uh, oh, the other one to. took, well, okay. All right. I'll just say it. All right. Um, Casey, you know, had, I guess you've been changing his diaper and there was a little piece of something that came out and he put it in his Ooh. mouth and his face went from <laughs> like, literally, what did I just eat? But I, he love kept like, oh, I, I won't tell you what my child ate, but I'll name shame them. So in 20 years time, they <laughs> well, can, we know. He, Casey, remember that time you ate your own shit? <laughs> but, but Remy, who will eat, there is nothing he won't eat. Yesterday I found him with a moisturizer bottle, like lavender <laughs> moisturizing cream. He was sucking it like a bottle. <laughs> And he had all of his stupid. Like, what it tasted like. Well, he's eating now that we have to be careful when we have the garbage open because we've seen him picking up <laughs> banana peels from the garbage that has egg yolk dripping off of it. He's eating it. He tried to eat. He tried to eat he's a like potato a peel. He tried to eat a potato. No, he is. We got we got them these little toys one year, uh, and one was uh, I think a hamster, and one's a raccoon. Uh, I, Jamie said, which one do you want to give the kids? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking the raccoon for Remy. And she's like, is it because he eats garbage? I'm like, yes, we both thought the exact same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, the image of your children them. going around the neighborhood opening up bins. Yeah. Nom, 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 <laughs> nom, cookie. I mean, at least, uh, you know, the other kids would stop when they tasted it. Remy's going to keep eating. He doesn't care what it tastes like. He's a garbage but, disposal. For the but, longest time, I used to tell people a fun fact of, oh, my dog was so stupid that it, it used to eat its own shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do your children do that? My dog yeah. used to eat my cat shit. It, like, if you don't go to like, oh, my cat's done a poo. Then all of a sudden you're like, there was a poo in there five minutes ago. I haven't cleaned it out. Then you see your dog licking its lid. Mm, poo. Yeah, I, got, I got that beat. I had a dog that ate a broken light bulb and had to go in for <laughs> surgery because it started vomiting blood. Ben, ben suddenly... Uh, don't lie, it was Remy. Uh <laughs> Our dogs are looking quite intelligent when Colin's son is eating his own shit. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Like, I've not, I don't know. I've never met uh, Casey and Remy in person. There's a reason, legal reasons. But, like, if I ever, like, in the future meet your children again when they're grown up, I'm just going to be like, hey, Casey, I remember a story your dad told me. This is the equivalent. All of our parents had the bathtub pictures that you please don't break out the picture of me in the bathtub when I was three. This is the new equivalent. Uh, now. I, can, I told stories about on. you on a podcast. Uh, ben Ben's was three weeks ago. That's the difference. Yeah. He's what, got the bubbles. The He's child. got the <laughs> little rubber ducky. Yeah. My mom used to tell the story all the time about how one time she was giving me a bath and I obviously like dropped a nugget. I don't know. <laughs> And she would be like, I couldn't believe the size of this poo that came out of it. He was like two years old and it was as big as his head. My kids and that's it. a Ben fact. Colin, you're really going to hope that your son doesn't become a James Bond fan. Oh, <laughs> My favourite James Bond movie, No Time to Die. I'll download that. Oh, yeah. My son ate his own shit. <laughs> Can we call the episode My Son Ate His Own Shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because it's a contender. Son, I'm not willing to put that on his shoulders. That's a lot of weight for a dad. <laughs> this whole thing with kidnapping his daughter and all that is just an insurance policy. But, like, 
he, he, so what? Bond slept with Madeline? I'm sure he's not the first person who did. And they were broken up, oh. so he has no. Are you telling me she's a virgin at 25 when we meet her inspector? I don't Well, that. I've seen her sleep with a woman before. I've never seen her, like, you know. Does that I mean, count? come on. Even Noah's not a virgin at, at that age. So I'm <laughs> sure that Madeline, of all people, has gotten a little bit of action. We know you uh, were a virgin at that age. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we. I don't. I still don't understand the logistics. Am I or am I not? I don't know. Somebody's going to have to explain the facts of life to me. Uh, I'll let Madeline do it. She has lots of experience. So we're just calling Madeline a slut. Okay, then. Well, thanks <laughs> well, for that, Colin. If, 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 if being with more than one person is, then sure. Uh, but um, I'm a slut. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't I make think. sense as a vendetta. Like, there's no reason that he should have this grudge against Bond. And if he is, make that the movie. But it's not the movie. He doesn't care. He clearly doesn't care. If you really want to do this thing about him being a stalker, you know, then have that line, like I said earlier on, where Madeline recognizes him in the office. You can stop following me. I told you, I don't want to sleep with you. I've had my share. <laughs> You're not going to be the next one. <laughs> You're my eighth in the last hour. There's some girl called Lupe and Sheena Easton in the room down. I think they're on the same page. <laughs> Lorsque la ville s'endort, je ne vis plus que pour toi. Lorsque la ville s'endort, tous ces murs éclatent sous le toit. me poursuit lorsque la ville s'endort je voudrais peupler la nuit lorsque la ville s'endort ce n'est plus que l'ombre de tes bras Je vais encore